This is The Mystic Show, episode 175. relax. Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Mystic Show. I almost feel like I'm welcoming myself back because I missed last week. Every month or two, about every two months that happens, I miss an episode. Other than that, we come out every Friday. So my name is Chris Kerr and I'm your host. I'm happy you're able to join me. This is the show where we talk about spirituality and mindfulness and meditation and all these things that are unseen and otherworldly and are also the most meaningful things in our lives. The purpose of this show is for you and I to move forward on our path of becoming divinized and maybe a lot of unbecoming as well. I think we've added a lot of layers we have to shed. So new episodes released every Friday. Like I said, you can hear us as a podcast anywhere you hear podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and our website, themysticshow.net www.themysticshow.net You can sign up for our emails too. Did you know this? If you sign up for the behind the scenes emails, you get this audio project I made called Relax with Rumi. And I took relaxing music and I got some selected Rumi quotes and I read the Rumi quotes over the music. It's pretty cool. 47 minutes, four tracks. It's pretty cool. Just sign up for the email list and you'll get that for free. And I'll send you a little note every Friday, a little behind-the-scenes tidbit from The Mystic Show. That's it. Nothing major. Well, the, the audio project is pretty major. Relax with Rumi. And I'd also like to thank our biggest supporter, Pause Your Life. Pause Your Life is an organization that does retreats and meetups. For those times in your life when you just need to hit the pause button. Stop everything. Stop. 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 That's it. Stop. I'm just going to be a human being. going to spend some time on myself. That's great. We have a meetups in five different cities in two countries. And we're planning our fall retreat for this year, which is cool. So the plan of this show is to set up our summer. I think technically it is summer already. <laughs> well, because when I'm recording this, it's June 23rd. Yes. June 23rd. This comes out on the 24th, tomorrow morning. And our summer is going to be the summer of As a Man Thinketh. I don't know if you know this book, As a Man Thinketh. It was written by James Allen in 1903. And it's very short. And it's one of the most, it's just one of the best personal development slash spiritual books you can ever read. 
It is a wonderfully powerful book. We're going to read it over the summer. So here's how we're going to do it. Because I'm going to be a little busy for the next month, and I know you're going to be probably on vacation, or I hope so. I hope you're getting some time off this summer. I hope you get to spend some time relaxing and not working really hard. But each week for the for the Mystic Show this summer, I'm going to read a little excerpt of As a Man Thinketh. And over the summer, I'm going to read the whole book. Like I said, it's a sh- very short book, and I'm going to read very short segments. Like maybe, I think I timed it out. It's going to, I'm going to be reading for like seven minutes each episode. So the episodes of the Mystic Show this summer are going to be really short. There might be 10 minutes each. Because I'm just going to say hello and I'm not, I probably won't even do the full intro. I'm just going to make it, streamline it, have a nice summer. Just let's read our As a Man Thinketh. And of course, as as I'm reading, if you have questions or comments, you can always comment on the post on the website, right? On themysticshow.net. For instance, this is episode 175. If you go to the website, you can find the post for episode 175 and well you can press play and hear hear the episode but you can also go down the bottom and comment so there's a lot to this book and and you know perhaps after i read you know one of these little excerpts i may feel inspired to comment on it which is fine but I, but i'm just being very transparent here that i'm not going to be producing longer episodes this summer they're going to be very short and we're all going to take it easy this summer (laughs) truth is i kind of need a break i yeah well in the last few months well i'd say the month and a half the last month and a half i've gotten in a habit of doing the show late on a thursday night to post it on friday morning and a lot of times i don't really feel that inspired to talk about very much So I have to kind of force myself, which it's not a real forcing. I mean, I do have stuff to talk about, but there's actually some stuff I want to talk about, but I can't talk about yet. That's going to be a whole, a whole big topic at one point, hopefully later this year, because there's something kind of major happening in my spiritual journey that I want to talk about, but it's just too early and it's still unfolding. And I don't want to react too quickly. <laughs> so a lot of reasons. But uh, but that's the plan for the summer. I hope you think it's a good plan. I uh, wanted to just mention that last, not last weekend, two weekends ago, my wife and I visited Rocky Mountain National Park here in Colorado. And we had we had a great weekend. Actually, my parents were supposed to come visit us. So we planned this mini road trip up to Rocky Mountain National Park. And then my parents didn't come for health reasons, but everybody's okay. Uh, but they didn't come. So, but we just said, you know what? Let's keep the plan. Let's keep the itinerary. So my wife and I went went to the Rocky Mountain National Park, and we went a few other places too. And we left on a Friday evening, got back on a Sunday evening, and we saw so many animals we saw wildlife like crazy we actually saw bighorn sheep from pretty close up for some reason they came running down this mountain or kind of jogging down this mountain 
and kind of coming right towards us. There's a lot of people there too. It was like 50 people on this little lookout post, this little, like a slab of concrete with like a wall, like a short wall around it, right at basically right at the edge of this mountain. So it was like a scenic overlook kind of thing. I guess it could handle maybe, maybe 30 people or so. But anyway, there's a lot of people there. And this one little kid was like, Hey, look, that's a bighorn sheep. And he had good eyes because they were far away. <laughs> so my wife had the binoculars. I had the camera. I actually got some good pictures of, of the bighorn sheep too. There was three of them and that was just awesome. And then we kept driving later that day and we saw a moose with her little baby moose, like really tiny baby moose, which was pretty cool. I mean, so cool. There's so many cool things that happened on that trip. And then, so we get home on a Sunday night, right? And Monday morning, I go out on the deck, our, our back deck, and I'm looking in the yard and all of a sudden near the base of one of the trees, I thought I saw a rock. Like 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 a sizable rock. I mean, I could see it from probably 50 feet away. And I was like, is that a rock? What is that? Is that a rock? I was like, there's not a rock next to that tree. What is that? And I looked closer. It was a little baby deer, a little fawn. Apparently a mom had two baby deer like right in our backyard. Like literally, no exaggeration, 20 feet from our sliding glass door. So they were there for about 24 hours and they would the these fawns would get up and kind of walk but they really literally they must have been less than 24 hours old because they couldn't walk really well they're still learning how to walk and you know then the mom would come by and sit with them and but they slept a lot i mean that's pro- normal and uh but it was great we got to see them took a lot of pictures so i on this post I will post a lot of pics of animals. <laughs> Why not? This is like the big kick off the summer episode. See, this one might be regular length, like 30, 40 minutes. So yeah, we were really blessed to see all the wildlife and nature. And it's really something to witness nature. Not just, I mean, walking through the woods and hiking is great too because you you just feel the atmosphere of nature it's just a very light atmosphere but seeing animals and you know the, what a month ago month and a half ago the the baby magpies in our back in our tree in the backyard that all happened it's just interesting seeing how nature moves forward i don't know it kind of makes you realize that there's a lot going on on this planet you know I think we get sucked into our jobs and our money and our careers and our f- families even. And we, and we, well, we don't have the time or the mental capacity to ponder everything that's happening on the planet earth, of course. But looking at nature, seeing how nature propagates itself and moves forward and, and the seasons and I don't know, it just really, uh, adds perspective i think so today i'm gonna read the first little part of as a man thinketh 
and I actually have some comments, but I think I'm going to read it, read the little section first, and then maybe I'll make some of my comments. Uh, I can't, I didn't, my comments just came off the top of my head, so I don't even know if they really pertain to this little section. I know they pertain to the book in general. But again, this is called As a Man Thinketh. That's the name of the book. It's a very short book. It's by James Allen, who of course wrote, I think, 17 books total in the early 20th century. And he wrote Byways of Blessedness, which we republished under Pause Your Life. We republished that book. That one's from 1904. This one's from 1903. As a man thinketh, I'll read the forward right here. This little volume, the result of meditation and experience, is not intended as an exhaustive treatise on the much written upon subject of the power of thought. It is suggestive rather than explanatory. Its object being to stimulate men and women to the discovery and perception of the truth that they themselves are the makers of themselves by virtue of the thoughts which they choose and encourage. That mind is the master weaver, both of the inner garment of character and the outer garment of circumstance. And that, as they may have hitherto woven in ignorance and pain, they may now weave in enlightenment and happiness. James Allen, Broad Park Avenue, Ilfracombe, England. All right, so this is the first section called Thought and Character. And this section is so short, we're going to read the whole thing. Thought and Character. The aphorism, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, not only embraces the whole of a man's being, but is so comprehensive as to reach out to every condition and circumstance of his life. A man is literally what he thinks, his character being the complete sum of all his thoughts. As the plant springs from, and could not be without, the seed, so every act of a man springs from the hidden seeds of thought, and could not have appeared without them. This applies equally to those acts called spontaneous and unpremeditated as to those which are deliberately executed. Act is the blossom of thought, and joy and suffering are its fruits. Thus does a man garner in the sweet and bitter fruitage of his own husbandry. Thought in the mind hath made us what we are, by thought was wrought and built. If a man's mind hath evil thoughts, pain comes on him, as comes the wheel the ox behind. If one endure in purity of thought, joy follows him as his own shadow. Sure. Man is a growth by law, and not a creation by artifice. And cause and effect are as absolute and undeviating in the hidden realm of thought as in the world of visible and material things. 
A noble and godlike character is not a thing of favor or chance, but is the natural result of continued effort in right thinking. The effect of long cherished association with godlike thoughts. An ignoble and bestial character, by the same process, is the result of the continued harboring of groveling thoughts. Man is made or unmade by himself. In the armory of thought, he forges the weapons by which he destroys himself. He also fashions the tools with which he builds for himself heavenly mansions of joy and strength and peace. By the right choice and true application of thought, man ascends to the divine perfection. By the abuse and wrong application of thought, he descends below the level of the beast. Between these two extremes are all the grades of character, and man is their maker and master. Of all the beautiful truths pertaining to the soul which have been restored and brought to light in this age, None is more gladdening or fruitful of divine promise and confidence than this, that man is the master of thought, the molder of character, and the maker and shaper of condition, environment, and destiny. As a being of power, intelligence, and love, and the Lord of his own thoughts, Man holds the key to every situation and contains within himself that transforming and regenerative agency by which he may make himself what he wills. Man is always the master, even in his weakest and most abandoned state. But in his weakness and degradation, he is the foolish master who misgoverns his household. When he begins to reflect upon his condition and to search diligently for the law upon which his being is established, he then becomes the wise master, directing his energies with intelligence and fashioning his thoughts to fruitful issues. Such is the conscious master, and man can only thus become by discovering within himself the laws of thought, which discovery is totally a matter of application, self-analysis, and experience. Only by much searching and mining are gold and diamonds obtained, and man can find every truth connected with his being if he will dig deep into the mine of his soul, and that he is the maker of his character the molder of his life, and the builder of his destiny, he may unerringly prove if he will watch, control, and alter his thoughts, tracing their effects upon himself, upon others, and upon his life and circumstances, linking cause and effect by patient practice and investigation, and utilizing his every experience, even to the most trivial everyday occurrence, as a means of obtaining that knowledge of himself which is understanding, wisdom, power. 
In this direction, as in no other, is the law absolute that he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. For only by patience, practice, and ceaseless importunity can a man enter the door of the temple of knowledge. And we'll just pause for a moment so we can ponder that. Yes, so that was uh, that was a doozy. <laughs> this is one, definitely one of my favorite books. As a man thinketh, it's so powerful. You have to read it slowly and think about what you're reading. So, in that sense, you know, you may want to rewind this podcast or jump back and and hear some of it again. But his message is clear right? That you are in control. You have the power. You, by the power of your thoughts, are the master of your destiny. And the two topics that he talks about, thought and character, are so important. I mean, when is the last time you heard anyone in public or on the news or any, anywhere public talk about thought and character? <laughs> or thought or character, either one. So thought is so important. We overlook it. I mean, of course, if you're listening to this show and you're on a spiritual path, you understand to some degree the power of thought or the importance of thought. But there are many levels of thoughts. There are really gross and heavy thoughts. Gross meaning not subtle. And then on the other end, there are subtle thoughts and there are very, very subtle thoughts. So our thinking is, it's, it's amazing that when you meditate, you discover things about yourself and your own mind. But as a human being, thought is our highest function. That's the highest function we're capable of. You know, yes, we can eat and digest food. That's one function. But thinking is a much higher function than that because it's so much more subtle and our mind is this subtle body that's not physical at all and has no location in the physical realm i mean it might have some general location but nothing nothing physical about the mind or thinking and then you have character this word character. I mean, who, who talks about character? Well, if we are to proceed on the path of spirituality, we have to change our character. We have to upgrade our character, enhance our character, which means, you know, taking on more noble qualities and, and definitely dropping off or just 
throwing away, you know, any bestial qualities, right? He even in this section, James Allen talks about that if if you don't use your thoughts properly, you're nothing more than a beast, which makes sense. I mean, animals can think. So character is something we have to refine. Our thoughts are something we have to learn more about, learn about the functioning of our mind so we can enhance it and make it more powerful. And all this is about becoming, right? That's what we're doing on the spiritual path. We're becoming something. (laughs) The wise being that we want to become or the realized being or the divinized being. Did you ever think about that? Try to picture yourself as a spiritual master. And of course, when I say spiritual master, I don't mean that you have a bunch of slaves around you or a bunch of people worshiping you. I don't mean that at all. I just mean you as a person that you've attained to such a level that you've mastered yourself, you've mastered your mind and your character. And you're living in that state you yourself personally. That's one thing that I think holds us back is sometimes we can't picture ourselves becoming that which we want to become. So the becoming is important and it's not easy. That's why most people, they don't bother. They ignore the whole idea of becoming, of divinization, of spirituality And and the telltale sign is that most everyone in the world is looking outside themselves. They want to change everything outside themselves. They want to change other people's actions. They want to change other people's minds. They want to change the laws or situations or circumstances. And look, we do have some control of what happens outside of us in the world out there, we have some control, but not much at all. And the masters have told us again and again, your first step on the spiritual path is to become what you need to become. After that, then you can worry about helping other people and changing the world and all that stuff. Because if you're not a strong person, if you're not far along on the spiritual path, you're not going to be able to change the world. And that's what happens. We frustrate ourselves. We think we can change everything. And I mean, I've learned I'm, I'm not that old, but I'm not that young either. I guess I'm middle-aged. What am I? 44 years old now? I think so. Yeah. 44. I mean, I've tried to change so many things in the world and almost nothing worked. I mean, the world is not going to be changed. (laughs) I mean, it kind of stinks, you know, on one hand. But on the other hand, the spiritual person understands that everyone is going through what they're going through because that's what they programmed for themselves. Again, back to James Allen. We create our circumstances. Literally, we create them with our minds, with our thoughts. So if, if your neighbor has created a terrible situation for himself, it's because of his thoughts. 
And now he has to undergo the effects of all that. He has to go through whatever crap he has to go through to learn, (laughs) to learn. So this is the spiritual path. This is anyway, this is one aspect of it, right? There's no, there's no way we can really talk about one correct spiritual path or anything like that. But so this is going to wrap it up for this episode. Again, welcome to the summer of as a man thinketh. If you want to buy the book, go ahead. Uh, there's a lot of different versions of it. Some of them are really small and cheap. Like this little one I'm reading from, I literally, I think it's three or $4 on Amazon or maybe $2. I don't know. It's ridiculous. But, it, you know, it's a cheap little paper copy. It's almost like a pamphlet. It's not even a book. But you know what? It has the words in there. So I hope you have a great summer. I hope you read As a Man Thinketh. You're going to hear it all on this show over the summer. And again, you might want to re-listen to some of these episodes, especially when I'm reading the parts when I'm reading, because it takes a few times to get it. And I hope you get in nature. I hope you see animals. I hope you get to take a break from the rat race. Check out pauseyourlife.org. Maybe come to our retreat or visit us on a meetup. I really appreciate you listening. And and the silent energy you give to this show and all the people who listen. It is felt. So until we speak again, as always, keep shining.